Yeah, so my, my big pick is I'm going with the Fighting Irish wow. against Alabama. Wow. What's your what's your rationale? Why? Hello, everybody, and welcome to a special college football edition of the You Thought Sports Podcast. I'm joined by a typical co-host, Jared, and in the tradition of College Game Day, we have invited a celebrity guest picker for our bowl picking special. Would you like to introduce yourself, celebrity guest picker? <laughs> sure. Um, I'm Darcy, a friend of Jared and Lucas's, and I'm super excited to be the guest picker this week. We're excited to have you. Thanks for joining, Darcy. Yeah. <laughs> it's the first guest we've had on the show in, over, in almost a year. Yeah. Montana Giordano was the last one. <laughs> I feel honored. Good, as you should. Um, <laughs> all right, let's let's kick it off then with the a bowl game that is actually being played as we speak. We might we might as well do it. Has it finished now, Lucas? I don't know. It's we'll we'll, it's we'll do it anyway. Enough. The Myrtle Beach Bowl between North Texas and Appalachian State. Who do you got, Lucas? Appalachian State. They they were eight and three this year, and North Texas was four and five. Oh, yeah. Appalachian State, you know, name recognition. They beat Michigan that one time. Exactly. So I'll take them. Yeah, but that was my, like, criteria as well. I was like, I know who Appalachian State is. So, yeah, they are, they already – I think I'm, – I'm checking right now. I think they've already won. So I see the final score, 56 to 28. This is my most confident pick of the night. <laughs> <laughs> good. All right, so we all start out 1-0. That's pretty good. Yeah, exactly. Easy. Let's go to the famous Idaho Potato Bowl between Tulane and Nevada. Lucas, who do you got? Uh, I'll go with Nevada. They uh, <laughs> they were six and two this year. Tulane was three and five. Mm. The big problem with the Bulls this year, I feel like, is that there are a lot of bad teams because yeah. so many teams declined. I like Nevada. I like Colin Kaepernick. So I'll pick them. <laughs> Darcy, Darcy, what about you? Who are you picking? I like Tulane as the underdog in this matchup. Um, their their mascot, the Green Wave, is oh, pretty yeah. exciting. Um, so that that was my criteria for this pick. Yeah, actually, the Green. Yeah, I went with Tulane as well, and for the same reason, I, I like the Green Wave. I think that's a cool name, and I think Nevada has a better record because they played less games. That's what I'm thinking. I'm thinking the Mountain West is like a lot weaker than the American, so I'm going with Tulane on that. Um, let's let's head uh, head down to Florida for the Boca Raton Bowl between UCF and BYU. Lucas, who do you think in that? Uh, you know me. You know, longtime listeners will know me and know that my heart and soul and pride and joy is. Uh, div- I don't know what I'm trying to say. I love UCF. <laughs> I'll put it that no way. way. So I I can't I can't pick anyone else. Uh, you know, they're great offense this year. Uh, BYU didn't really play anybody. Played North Alabama. That, does, that shouldn't even count as a real win. So their record is inflated. I would be lying if I said my pick in this matchup was not influenced by Lucas, at least somewhat. <laughs> He's drilled into my mind how good UCF football is and how they're going to win a championship one day. So I have to take them in this. I'm going. I'm going against the crowd. I was originally thinking UCF because they like actually played Cincinnati pretty well, but BYU their their defense and offense they're like top ten in both both regards. It could be because of the p- quality of opponents, but I, I like them overall. 
I think they're going to redeem themselves from the last time they traveled cross country. So I'm going BYU. Let's head down okay. to New Orleans for the New Orleans Bowl between Louisiana Tech and Georgia Southern. I I won't blame you if you haven't heard of these teams before. Uh, Lucas, who do you got? It's been a good year for the state of Georgia, and it's going to just keep on rolling. <laughs> and I'm picking Georgia Southern. Uh, quality losses are a thing people care about, and all of their losses are to teams over 500. So they have to be good. Okay. Darcy? I agree with that. Going to take Georgia Southern for this one. Yep, that was a clean, uh, clean sweep. I'm going Georgia Southern. Both their teams have injuries at quarterback, but Louisiana Louisiana Tech's backup seems worse. He had two interceptions. He was like five for 11 for like 30 yards and two picks in his last game. I don't see how they're going to win this game, so I'm going Georgia Southern. Let's go to the Montgomery Bowl between Memphis and Florida Atlantic University Lane Kiffin's old stomping ground. What do you think, uh, Lucas? Uh, no question here. Memphis. <laughs> I love the American Athletic Conference. Memphis, pretty good that year. Seven and three playing mm-hmm. in the conference. That's a good enough reason for me to give them the win here. Yeah. Darcy? I'm going to take Memphis for this one too, but I actually feel validated in one of my earlier predictions because um Tulane actually um played Memphis earlier this season and and Memphis lost to Tulane so I I feel really good about my Tulane pick (laughs) I like that that's some good justification I'm going Memphis as well they're only a year removed from a New Year's Six Bowl and I'm not I'm really don't like FAU's coach Willie Taggart I don't trust him at all to get the job done he was terrible at Florida State I think he came from Oregon State before that where he didn't do anything either. So I'm not really sure what all the hype is on him. So I'm going Memphis. New Year's Six Bowl for Memphis is a hot take, Jared. I have to be honest. No, they were in one last yeah, year. Yeah, no, last year last year they were a year removed. Or, or last year they they were in one against, what, Penn State, was it? I think it was Penn State. That could be right. So. <laughs> <laughs> anyway. Let's go to the New Mexico Bowl that is being played in Frisco, Texas, between Houston and Hawaii. Lucas, who do you got? Uh, well, Houston, uh, now that the game is in Texas, oh, yeah. has a home field advantage. So going with Houston on this one. Yeah, yeah, you can't deny um, Texas football. Um, so many great fans in that state. I think Houston oh, yeah. is going to pull this one out. I mean, everybody knows Houston is a great market for football. It's one of the probably a top five market behind only behind New York and Dallas. Might so maybe top three. Um, <laughs> they're playing it. They're but by the way, they're playing this on Christmas Eve, which seems kind of cruel, doesn't it? Like why why are they playing this on Christmas Eve? They might not even have their families yeah. there. It's like come on. The, the funny thing they used they always used to play the Hawaii Bowl on Christmas mm-hmm. Eve, and Hawaii would always play in the Hawaii yeah. Bowl. Um, but they canceled the Hawaii Bowl this year because something COVID related. So they put Hawaii, you know, in the New Year's Eve or in the Christmas Eve Bowl on on the mainland. Would. Yes. Yeah. So, so I don't know if I said this. I'm going Houston on that one. Next one we got the Camellia Bowl between Buffalo and Marshall. Lucas, who do you got on this one? I'm going with Buffalo. Jared Patterson at running back, a beast. Mm. He is uh, the one of the quickest, I think, in NCAA history to make it to 1,000 yards, and he had eight touchdowns in a single game against Kent State. Wow. That's impressive. <laughs> He'll do it again. He'll score eight touchdowns again versus Marshall. 
Okay. Bit. Book it? I'll book it. Are you going to book that? Book it. I'll book it. Okay, cool. Yeah. Automatic L. Darcy, who do you think? Cool. <laughs> I'm taking Marshall here solely because the um, uplifting sports movie, We Are Marshall, holds a special place in my heart. So I had to had to make that pick. Yeah, I, I agree. I, I'm Marshall. They're a better story. They were ranked at one time this year. So I went with them despite the fact that Buffalo can score pretty well. So, But I'm going Marshall. Let's go down to the, the Cure Bowl between Coastal Carolina and Liberty. Uh, Lucas, who do you think on that one? Coastal Carolina, no question. Oh, yeah. I think they're one of the best group of five teams this season. They were undefeated. They have a power five win. They beat Kansas. <laughs> they beat some ranked teams. In football or in basketball? <laughs> Did they beat Kansas in football or basketball? Beating Kansas football is, is not really an accomplishment, <laughs> yeah. but I agree that, that Coastal Carolina is the one to take here. Um, they've been an undeniable force this season. Yeah, I got to go Coastal as well. I mean, Liberty only beat like a super mediocre Virginia Tech team, so I'm definitely going Coastal for sure. All right, let's go down to the, the Gasparilla Bowl between South Carolina, who is 2-8, and eight, versus UAB. Uh, what does UAB stand for, by the way, Lucas? Do you know? University of Alabama at Birmingham. Oh, there you go. Who do you got? Uh, the University of Alabama at Birmingham. <laughs> Uh, South Carolina went two and eight. I mean, there's no way they're a good football yeah. team, they're, and they'll lose. Yeah, yeah with that that record, um, I I also have to go with UAB. Yeah, I mean, I don't know. That's as Lucas said. That's a casualty of this COVID season. Is that all these terrible teams somehow, especially really bad SEC teams, somehow made a bunch of bowl games? I I don't really know how it happened, but they also have not won since they fired their head coach so i i'm not sure i think they're a little lost as a program so i'm going uab uh next up we got the first responder bowl between louisiana and ut san antonio lucas what do you got uh i am not picking the branch campus in this <laughs> one i am picking uh louisiana mm. uh they only lost by three to coastal carolina it's pretty close um they scored 70 points in one game wow. against University of Louisiana at Monroe. So that seems pretty impressive to me. I'll take Louisiana. They beat, they beat Iowa State, too. Yeah. Iowa State. Iowa State has a good team this year. Good team, for sure. I wish we could could see a, a Louisiana-Coastal Carolina rematch, but I'm going to take yeah. Louisiana in this one, too. Yeah, I thought this was a pretty easy one. I mean, UT San Antonio, they lost. The three best teams they played, they lost to. And BYU... University of Alabama, Birmingham, and Army. So, easy, easily Louisiana for me on this one. Next up, we got the Lending Tree Bowl between Western Kentucky and Georgia State. I know you guys are looking forward to that one. Lucas, what do you got? Uh, I, I'm keeping with my Georgia track record. I'm picking Georgia State. Yeah. Uh, they're above 500. Western Kentucky is not. That was what I based it on. <laughs> uh, Georgia State actually lost to Coastal Carolina 51-0 to this season, yeah. which is a tough oh. look for them. But um, I'm going to give them a second chance and take Georgia State in this one. Don't disappoint me, Georgia State. Yeah, I'm going Georgia State too. They're riding a two-game win streak, and Western Kentucky just isn't good at anything. Their offense only averages 18 points per game in a, in a bad conference too. Like, I'm sorry. It's Georgia State all the way for me. Next up, we got probably the best name for a bowl that, I, I don't know, might, maybe not the best one, 
ever, but the the best one that's being played, the Cheez It Bowl, between Miami, Miami, Florida, and Oklahoma State. Some teams that you guys probably know now. So, Lucas, what do you think on this? Um, I am picking the team currently on my shirt, and that is <laughs> the University of Miami. Uh, both these teams are like slightly above average power five teams yeah. and got killed by the only good teams they played. Um, but Derek King, great quarterback for Miami. He makes a difference. Pick Miami. I think um, Miami is typically a much stronger force than they were this season. We've been used to seeing them have great years um, recently. So I think um, this this one it just isn't their year, and I'm going to take the underdog Oklahoma State here. Ooh. I think they can pull it out. Yeah, I was not sold on Oklahoma State this entire year. They don't have Chiba Hubbard anymore either, so – I, I definitely want Miami to lose. I, I really don't like them, but I'm going Miami as my pick, unfortunately. So let's go to the Alamo Bowl, though, between Texas and Colorado. This is kind of an interesting matchup, I think. Lucas, who do you think is going to win? Uh, even though Texas home field advantage, I'm not using the Texas home field advantage logic for this oh. one. Uh, I'm going with Colorado. Uh, we don't really know how good they are. They didn't really play that many games this year. Yeah. I think they only played five, one of which was against San Diego State. But Jared always accuses me of anti-West Coast and Pac-12 bias, well, yeah. so I'm proving him wrong here, <laughs> and I'm picking Colorado. <laughs> well, you're still anti-West because Texas is the West as well, so you can't, you can't uh, win. Well, <laughs> yeah, that's true. No, I'm just kidding. But, you know. Darcy? Yeah. I'm taking Colorado in this one, too. Um, I like them coming into their opponent's territory and <laughs> getting the win. Yeah. The Buffaloes get revenge on the Longhorns. We need to see – actually, no, we shouldn't see that. <laughs> I was going to say we, we need to see the Buffalo and the Longhorn and the, the Texas Bowl get in a fight, but <laughs> we actually definitely don't want to see that. Um, there would be some sort of there would be a There would be – <laughs> There would be a huge lawsuit. Remember, does anybody remember though when the the Georgia Bulldog almost got completely ran over by the the Texas Bull the Longhorn? Does anybody remember that from a cup from a bowl I game? I vaguely remember yeah. a video circulating Twitter. Yeah. Well, I'm going Colorado though. I really wanted to go Texas because I I actually really like Texas, but they had a bunch of players that opted out, and Colorado is just gonna be way fresher because they haven't played so many, as many games so. Also, Texas is going through like a, a really big COVID outbreak, so we'll see on that. Let's go to the Duke's Mayo Bowl. This is a good name, too. Uh, between Wake Forest and Wisconsin, Lucas, who do you think? This is my favorite bowl name this year <laughs> because it's like just the right amount of like ridiculousness without being over the top. Yeah. I picked Wake Forest. Oh. Um, uh, good offense, you know? They played UNC close. I'm not convinced Wisconsin is good that all this year they're like 500 yeah so i mean it's, i guess wake forest is too yeah it's hard to so. hard to judge these big 10 teams that <laughs> mm-hmm. simply don't have as much um play for us to evaluate based on but i think wisconsin is going to be too much for for the demon deacons agreed i i just i kind of just went with wisconsin because they had that really great game in the first their very first game they looked amazing and then I don't know much about Wake Forest, so I'm going Wisconsin on that. Let's go to the Music City Bowl, though. Between Iowa and Missouri, Lucas, who do you got? I'm going Iowa on this one. 
put together a pretty nice season. They finished the season on a six-game win streak. Um, so I think they stay hot. They take the dub. Darcy? I'm going with the, the SEC team here and, and taking an underdog, Mizzou Tigers. Um, mm. They're... Um, I'm I'm from Kansas City and um, have plenty of friends that are Mizzou fans, and so I had to represent them here. Yeah, I I disagree. I'm going I'm going to Iowa. They won six in a row. They only lost to Northwestern by one point, so they're they're probably a pretty legit team. And I'm not I'm just not really convinced about how good the SEC was this year. I know everybody like beat up on each other because they only played in conference, but I don't know, a little suspect. So. Let's go to Ar- the Armed Forces Bowl between Mississippi State and Tulsa. Lucas, who do you got? Taking Tulsa. Not convinced Mike Leach and the Air Raid <laughs> and Mississippi State are all that good this year, even though uh, I was very high on them on an early edition of this podcast. Yeah. Zavin Collins, I learned when I watched the game the other night, a stud at linebacker mm. for Tulsa. I think he takes the day and wins it for Tulsa. Okay. I have to agree, Lucas. I'm I'm taking Tulsa here. Mm. I'm going Mississippi State actually. I, I've been watching a couple of Mike Leach tirades like going off on his players, and he's he's kind of he's really mean, but he's kind of funny actually. Uh, I think Mississippi State is super inconsistent, but I don't really know what Tulsa is good at, and I think Mike Leach has purged the malcontents from the start of the season, and they're now they're now and they're going to end on a two game win streak. I think so. I'm going Mississippi State. Let's go to the Arizona ball, uh, Bowl between Ball State and San Jose State. Lucas, who do you think? San Jose State. Mm. All love to the state of Indiana, but, uh, <laughs> you know, San Jose State went undefeated in the regular season, mm. and they're a lot closer to Arizona than Indiana, so travel less. They'll be more fresh. Okay. Interesting. I'll pick San Jose State here. Darcy. Ball State is 0-7 in bowl game history, but I feel like this is the year that they're going to turn that around. <laughs> taking, they they simply can't take an eighth loss in, in the postseason. They will be too embarrassed by that. So they're going to play their hardest in taking Ball State. Yeah. I'm going Ball State as well to support the Indiana schools. One interesting, one interesting thing about San Jose State is they haven't played a home game in over a month because of COVID-19 restrictions in that area. So I, I don't know how that's going to affect their psyche. I think Ball State's going to be a little more focused and ready to go for this game. Let's go to the Liberty Bowl between West Virginia and Tennessee, which has been canceled, actually. So we all Actually, I don't think it was canceled. I looked this up. Tennessee has just withdrawn. Tennessee has so withdrawn. Okay. Yeah, I don't know. So we won't pick that one. We all thought we all for what it's worth, we all thought Tennessee was going to win. So let's move on then yeah. to the the Texas Bowl. A lot of bowls are being played in Texas this this year between TCU and Not Arkansas. Restrictions there. Yeah, between TCU and Arkansas, Lucas, who do you got? Home field advantage, Texas. TCU plus Arkansas is not a good football team. Oh, no. Like they're they're pretty far <laughs> under five hundred. Darcy. They did Darcy. get pummeled by Alabama this season, but honestly, who hasn't? Um, yeah. I, I'm taking Arkansas here. Um, a lot of friends also are Razorbacks, um, very close to Kansas City, and <laughs> so I have to represent them here. I really wish we could have seen um, the Arkansas-Notre Dame game that was supposed to happen oh, this yeah. year. Yeah, that would have been fun. It would have been fun to win by 60 points, but... I'm going to go TCU because it's in Texas. That's that's pretty much my only rationale. 
Let's go down to the Citrus Bowl between Auburn and Northwestern. Lucas, who do you got? Going Northwestern on this one. I mm-hmm. thought about Auburn for a while, but they fired Gus Mills on their coach, and teams with replacement coaches in bowl games, I feel like, always lose. <laughs> like It's not like the jump start it is in the NFL where it's like you get motivated. It's like one game at the end of the season, and you have to rethink everything. Yeah. So for that reason, I'm picking Northwestern. Yeah, Northwestern looked really good against Ohio State um, in, in the Big Ten Championship. I think they really held their own, um, at least through through the first part part of the game. So I'm taking Northwestern here. I'm going Auburn because Northwestern's offense is just so bad. And I, I, I think this is – I'll be shocked if Northwestern scores more than seven points or more than a touchdown, I'll say. Just because their offense is so bad, they're going to be playing an SEC defense, who I think is actually good in this case with Auburn. I like Bo Nix, too, so I think Auburn is going to pull this one out and win. So Let's go down to the Gator Bowl between Kentucky and North Carolina State. Lucas, who do you got? NC State. Kentucky is another non-impressive SEC team oh, yeah. under 500 who somehow made the, a bowl game. NC State put up some pretty impressive wins against Wake, against Pitt, against Liberty. They played Miami close, NC State. I agree, Lucas, taking NC State with this one. Yeah, I'm not going to be watching this game. Uh, I'm going to NC State. This is a really boring matchup. I'm sorry. All right, the last irrelevant bowl, the Outback Bowl, between Ole Miss and Indiana. Lucas, who do you got on this one? I, you, Indiana (laughs) under Tom Allen, a juggernaut. What? A juggernaut. They, a juggernaut. No. <laughs> they beat everybody. They played everybody. They, they beat everybody they played except for Ohio State this season. Even that was a one-score game. So yeah, they played Indiana. Ohio State close. I remember that. Um, Got to be loyal to the Indiana schools here. I'm, I'm taking Indiana as well. Yeah, I did use Indiana schools as a rationale for the Ball State pick, but I'm going to Ole Miss actually. I think Lane Kiffin is going to have some tricks up his sleeve. I'm 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 still skeptical on Indiana as well. I, I, they are going to be a little fresher, but I don't know if they can score enough points because Ole Miss can score a bunch of points. So I, I don't know if they're going to be able to win a shootout. So I'm going Ole Miss. We'll see on that one. Okay, now we got to the now we get to the bowls where we like actually have an opinion on on stuff and that people will actually watch. So let's start off with the Cotton Bowl between Oklahoma and Florida. Lucas, who do you got on this? Got Oklahoma in this one. Oklahoma, one of the hottest teams out there. And ESPN keeps telling me that because they're like, if you were basing it just on like who the best teams are, Oklahoma would make the playoffs. No. But I guess there's some ridiculous. truth to they, they say it all the that's time. That's so ridiculous, Listen, though. Don't shoot the messenger. <laughs> I know. Uh, Spencer Rattler's playing well. Their defense is a lot better than in past years. Florida's defense is bad. Um, and while they've got a good offense, I think Oklahoma's defense is good enough this year to slow them down. So mm. I'll take the Sooners. I'm taking the Sooners, too. Um, I think they're peaking at the right time, and they've got a lot of momentum heading into this bowl game. Um, and I think Oklahoma's going to walk away with a win here. So you think Oklahoma's defense is going to do a better job than Bama's defense, which just which Florida just put up, like, 40 on? I, I have Yes. Really? No, this, there's no This way. is going to be a high-scoring game. It's going to be a high-scoring game. Let's, let's not make no, any mistake of that. But Oklahoma... So much momentum. I think they're going to be a scary team to face in the postseason. Yeah. I get the momentum thing, but I'm definitely going Florida. They played Bama like way better than I thought they would. I still think Oklahoma's kind of sketchy, and, and Spencer Rattler not really 
too convinced on yet. So I, I think Florida will win by like two touchdowns. I think. Maybe Bama's not that good. That's what I, I don't think so. Yeah, but we'll see. Okay, th- this one, I, Lucas, I know you're fired up for this one. The Peach Bowl. I am fired up for this <laughs> The one. Peach Bowl between Cincinnati and Georgia. Your, your group of five darling against a, an SEC stalwart. What do you think? It is the group of five's time to shine. Cincy, top 20 in scoring offense and defense. Um, they Georgia has been better since JT Daniels has been the starting quarterback, but they've lost the really only two good teams they've played this year. Yeah. I think since he's motivated because they got left out of the playoffs and they're just a very good football team and Georgia is not as good. So I'll take Cincy. Yeah. The name of the game here is Cincinnati deserved better. And, you know, if you're not going to consider non-power conference schools for the college football playoff, then just say so. Um, I think mm-hmm. they're fired up and they've had a great season and, you know, Nine and zero is all you can ask for, and I think they're going to keep that going. I don't think they're going to keep that going. <laughs> I'm going Georgia. I think Cincinnati kind of, honestly, kind of struggled at the end of the season a bit. Close game with UCF, close game in the championship, as well. I think Lucas, as you said, the Georgia offense is just a lot better right now than it was at the start of the season. So I have to go Georgia on this one. Um, maybe it's the SEC bias. <laughs> Since he had a coronavirus outbreak on their team, how well could you reasonably? I don't know. Notre Dame did too, and, and we that. went. I don't know. You know, we did struggle in our game that's fair, that's afterwards, fair. though, in Florida State. But anyway, yeah. let's go to the Fiesta Bowl. I'm actually excited for this one between Oregon and Iowa State. Lucas, what do you think? I am going with Oregon on this one. Nice. Uh, I think Iowa State's overrated. I'll say it. <laughs> uh, a decent key, a decent team. Uh, good for Matt Campbell, their coach, but I don't think the Big 12 is as good a conference as we're led to believe. Oregon seems to have rebounded from their early early season lull. Mm-hmm. I think they're talented. I think they're more motivated. So, oh yeah, I think especially because I think Matt Campbell might leave after this year. So Lucas says that the the Big 12 is not as good of a conference as we've been led to believe. Yet he was just telling us how great Oklahoma is <laughs> and how what a, what yes. a good year they've been having and how um, they're going to claw to win in the postseason. Um, I'm taking Iowa State here. I think mm. they had a great season. Their only loss this year is to a, a good Oklahoma team by a small margin, and um, I'm, I'm loyal to my Midwest schools taking Iowa State. Mm. Well, Oregon didn't lose to a Sun Belt team, so I, I'm definitely going Oregon on this one. I they're definitely feeling pretty good, I think, after winning the Pac-12. And I also, also I was a little mad about how high Iowa State was ranked, so I'm picking against them, even though it's not their <laughs> fault, but I'm picking against them. Uh, last up, we got the Orange Bowl between playoff snub Texas A&M and North Carolina. Uh, so it's, it's actually a good coaching matchup, Jimbo Fisher and Mac Brown. So, Lucas, what do you think on this one? I think Texas A&M is one of the most overrated, if not the most <laughs> overrated, teams in college football this year. And maybe it's yeah. just because, like, what Jimbo said bugged me. He's like, no, it was a Kellen Mond said the quarterback. He's yeah. like, they don't get how hard it is to play in the SEC. Any of the teams we beat could have run the table at another conference. I know, and, like, I don't think Arkansas would have won the Big Ten. <laughs> we're being real. Yeah. So, I don't know. That rubbed me the wrong way. North Carolina has the most prolific rushing attack like ever. Michael Carter, Javante Williams, each had more than 200 yards against Miami. Mm. That doesn't happen a lot. It's pretty impressive. Is their defense great? No. But I think their offense is good enough to overpower A&M. 
Nothing uh, makes you saltier than being left out of the top four after watching Notre Dame get destroyed. <laughs> Still make it out of you. So I think this Texas A&M team is more motivated than they've ever been to prove everyone wrong um, and show why they shouldn't have been left out. I just don't see North Carolina being able to take them. Yeah, I actually also went Texas A&M, unfortunately. I really hope they get embarrassed. I really do. But UNC, North Carolina had their one of their, their leading rusher opted out, their wide receiver opted out, and like a linebacker opted out. But three three key players did. If they were at full strength, I probably would have picked North Carolina. But Texas A&M super motivated, as Darcy said. And they haven't had any opt-outs yet. So I'm going A&M on this one, unfortunately. Excited to see how that one ends, though. I'll be watching that one for sure. So now we got the the really important games, the college football playoff. We're going to start with the Rose Bowl where our beloved Notre Dame Fighting Irish will take on the Alabama Crimson Tide. We have a guest picker as well that for this for this specific game that Lucas will introduce. Do you want to do you want to introduce it, Lucas? Yeah, the guest picker for this uh game is my dad, uh <laughs> longtime listener, first time caller to the show and um <laughs> Yeah, uh, he's gonna. He he might give a little bit of a biased pick on this one, okay. but go ahead. Yeah, so my my big pick is I'm going with the Fighting Irish wow. against Alabama. Wow, what's your what's your rationale? Why? because <laughs> I think I know Alabama's good, and I know Notre Dame has not performed in games like this before, at least in the recent history. Mm-hmm. Um. But I think that I think they've got a shot at this one because I think they got embarrassed by Clemson. I think now they're going to take some time and they're going to figure this out and they're going to win. Okay. And then what was your other bold prediction? Uh, my, you my, to make? my other bold <laughs> bold prediction is that no Big Ten team will win a game. Wow, that's very bold. I, well, I'm excited. I picked to see a lot of Big Ten teams. Yeah. So. <laughs> yeah. Yikes. I think there's like four or five games. I, I think they're all going to lose. All right. I'm. A, I'm a... Right. Northwestern's going to lose. Okay. <laughs> Indiana. Iowa's going to lose. Okay. How about Wisconsin? Wake uh, Forest. You, you're not telling me. Wisconsin's going to lose. I could see those. I could Indiana see that too. You're going to pick against IU. I'm going to. Um. Uh, I'd like to see IU win, but I think they're going to lose. I agree. I'd like to see Wisconsin win, but I think they're going to lose. <laughs> I just don't think Big Ten's all that good. That's my bias, too. <laughs> good thing Penn State wasn't in right. here. Well, yeah. Yeah, yeah, I'd have them losing by a lot <laughs> yeah. if they were in yeah. there. That's my that's my that's my sore spot. <laughs> awesome. All right. Well, I'll let you guys go since I think Lucas wants me out of here. <laughs> no, I don't. Thanks, thanks for joining though. We appreciate it, man. Thank you. <laughs> all right. Well, I think Bama's going to get dis- destroyed everyone. <laughs> I don't think it's going to be within three touchdowns. Oh, my goodness. Yeah, Notre Dame has oh. shown us their true colors, and oh, yeah. um, I simply don't have the confidence. I, I wish things were different, but mm-hmm. it, I can't I can't see this being closer than two touchdowns. I unfortunately agree. I, it's going Bama. I think it's going to be Bama. I think Notre Dame, we just don't have the athletes on the outside to compete with their skill positions and their DBs. Like, I just don't really know. I just think we're going to be outmatched, you know. And yeah. um, we might not even have the athletes on the O-line. Like, we always 
we always talk about how great our offensive line is, and then we never run the ball in these big games. It it, it drives me crazy. So either our either we don't trust our O line, or our O line just isn't as good as we think it is. So. Yeah, Notre Dame trying to run the ball against Clemson was not a pretty picture, I have to say. And Mm -hmm. I just don't think they can compete with these schools that have these elite star players that can perform in big moments and know exactly what they need to do when it matters the most. We, you know, have a, a strong team mentality, but it's not always enough. Yeah. Yeah, on Jared Patterson getting her, like, starting center for Notre Dame, I think really hurt their offensive line too like yeah. i think the, you saw that in the clemson game yeah we've seen multiple different. multiple missed snaps mm-hmm. in the last couple of games since that injury which silly mistakes like that don't win you championships they don't i i saw i think lucas shared a, a tweet or like a reddit post with me or something that was like players don't want to go players don't want to take calculus their freshman year so they, they don't go to notre dame they go to bama they go to clemson where they can take basket weaving or whatever the heck they take there so yeah I'm, I'm <laughs> trying to explain this um history with to to some non-football fans and i really do think that the larger story is that it comes down to recruiting and mm-hmm. that's why we can't compete with these schools when the big moments arise yeah it's definitely a yeah. it's definitely like a barrier for us that other that other schools don't have but also we're not in the south so, which is where all the talent is right now. But speaking of the South, let's go to the Sugar Bowl between Clemson and Ohio State. Um, Lucas, who do you got on this one? Uh, Clemson. I think Trevor Lawrence it legitimately might be the greatest college football quarterback of all time. I think he would be a runaway Heisman this year if he didn't have COVID. Mm. Uh, Justin Fields has come up really short in both big games that Ohio State has played this season. And while you can get away with not having good quarterback play against Northwestern and Indiana, I don't think you can against Clemson. Um, I don't even think this one's particularly close. OSU's fresher, which might help them, but I think Clemson is just so much better that. Yeah, we haven't seen at least fourteen. We haven't seen enough from OSU to make a true assessment here, but I think yeah. Clemson's back at full full capacity here. You know, without any missing players, they simply. It's not gonna be close. <laughs> yeah, I'm I'm definitely going Clemson. I'm a huge Ohio State skeptic. Same reason as you guys said. Like first off, Dabo's gonna go off before this game. He's gonna have some stat that's like heavily qualified, like with like who won the most like cross country games in the last twenty six years, but excluding games played in September. He always has some crazy stat that he cites. <laughs> he's gonna he's gonna do that before the game. And then he's gonna be like, Nobody believed in us this whole season, even though he's favored in every game he played this season. <laughs> He's going to go off on all that stuff. But, yeah, they're going to win. Clemson's going to win this game, I think. I like it. I really – it. well, I don't like Ohio State and don't hope they win. It would be really funny if – because Dabo ranked them 11th in the final <laughs> coaches poll of the season, Ohio State. And it would be really funny if, like, Clemson lost after, like, Dabo just completely, like, disrespected yeah. them. Yeah, Dabo and Brian Kelly were very clear that they did not think Ohio State deserved to be in this top <laughs> yeah. four. And uh, yeah. we'll see how that plays for them. So then we got the national championship, which we both think is going to be Bama Clemson. So Lucas, who do you think is going to win the national championship this year? Little Clemson. <laughs> yes. Bama Clemson? has yeah. a, has a remarkably good offense. Uh, Najee Harris, Mac Jones. 
Devontae Smith are probably the best quarterback, running back, wide receiver combination in college football. But Clemson has shown they can limit prolific offenses. Notre Dame dropped 47 on them the first time and then allowed only 10. Are we a prolific offense? A little... <laughs> we scored 47 like points against them the first guess, time. Yeah. <laughs> In two overtime. Um, Given some extra time, we yeah. could have that many points. Yes. We're not going to yeah, talk about how many quarters were played. But, you know, um, Bama has shown some weakness on defense. If Florida can drop 46 on Bama, I think Clemson could drop at least 60 on Bama. So I think the Tigers take okay. the title. Yeah. Trevor Lawrence has been here before. He knows how it's done, and he knows how to pull out the win. I think this comes down to your star player um, that Mm -hmm. some of the other top four are lacking. You know, he is a Heisman winner in my mind, and he's not going to walk in here without leaving with a win. Honestly, you guys might have swayed me. You almost did. I'm I'm going Bama still though. I think they're still the best team far and away. At least like consistently throughout the whole season, they just looked fantastic. So I'm still I'm going Bama. I'm, I think they're going to win the championship. So that's all of our predict- predictions. I I do know though that we that Darcy has some thoughts on the college football playoff selection committee, and it's it's a the process and it's a favorite topic of Lucas and I's as well. We debate it often. So, Darcy, why don't you kick us off? Like, what are your thoughts on the selection committee, the process in general, and, like, what happened this year with the rankings? Yeah, I mean, this is a tough year to assess. Everybody knows that 2020 is anything but normal. But this year, um, you know, I think it really showed us that we had some teams coming in here that played great football seasons, played their full football seasons, were disciplined throughout a really difficult, difficult um, time. We're prepared week in and week out, and we're left out of this playoff once again. Um, so I think my biggest takeaway is that the committee needs to be clear about who they're considering here. Let's not pretend like teams like Cincinnati are going to have a shot if that's not the case. You know, mm-hmm. um, I need some clarification on. Uh, what teams can do if they're not in a power conference. And, you know, if that's what what's going to happen here, then I, I wish that the committee was upfront about it. Um, I'd love to see an expanded playoff. I think it would be more exciting for fans rather than watching the same teams um, year in, year out. Um, so I'm I'm a fan of that. I know that preparation is difficult and it's, puts a lot of pressure on players and coaches to play multiple postseason games, but um, I think it would be good for the sport. Here's my here's my question to you, Darcy. Do you think though that if we expand it to eight, that we're still just getting the top four are gonna be the same? Like is the distribution of talent gonna change? What so the, and why like if we're just gonna expand it to eight to get to the same four teams again, what's the point? Or do you just yeah, or do you not think I that's hear that, but I Something I love to think about when I think about that question is um, college basketball and what happens in March Madness. We've Mm -hmm. seen some of the most amazing sports moments to ever happen are crazy upsets in the NCAA tournament, and that happens every year. We Sure, there have been years where all the one seeds make it to the Final Four, but that is so uncommon, and more often than not, we have underdog teams that show up in the postseason that are motivated to play. And I 
just think that that translates here. You know, I would love to see teams like Cincinnati be able to have a shot um, at some of the the power five teams that are in this playoff year after year. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And Jared always says sports are about you know, the most important thing in sports is like making it enjoyable for the fans. And like, I couldn't tell you maybe a single one, four matchup that has ever happened in the college football playoff, but I can tell you the 16 to one matchup that happened in college basketball. Yeah. And I can, that where the 16 to one team won. And like, I guess Ohio state won that first year as a four seat, but I don't know who they played. Like, I don't know who the one seat was. Like, and it's Atlanta, just like, that year. The, yeah, I don't think the pl- I don't think the playoff is like the college football playoff is that memorable. So if you're just going to be like, oh, we need to just like have this like system, this like predefined system to pick like the best team and like then just do one versus two. But if you want to do like have a legitimately open playoff where more teams have a shot and one that is actually interesting to watch, I think you need to expand it to at least eight. But would it be interesting to watch Bama beat Cincinnati by fifty? Would that be interesting? Would it be interesting to watch Notre Dame lose to Clemson by 50, to watch Notre Dame lose to Alabama by 50? I think we're having the same conversation here. You know, it's not a function of how good the team is, in my mind. It's a function of who's being considered and, you know, what value is being placed on strength of schedule here because Cincinnati is a great team and just because they haven't played some of the schools that, Notre Dame has doesn't mean that they weren't deserving of a spot here and I think that the outcome of a Cincinnati Alabama game could be really close to what a Cincinnati uh, Notre Dame Alabama game is going to be it's a fair point I'm going to make this point on another iteration of this podcast <laughs> depending I, I've either already made it or will be making it depending on how Jared the order in which Jared edits these <laughs> but I, I saw someone that I worked with at the, my college newspaper the Observer tweet out something yesterday that was like, the playoffs shouldn't be about finding out who the four best teams are. It should be about finding who the one best team is. And like, we already know that Notre Dame and A&M are not the best team in the country, but we don't know for a fact that Ohio State and Cincinnati aren't because they haven't proven it against number one and two teams. So I I think that that's like, I don't know, a better case for how the playoffs should function. Mm-hmm. Like it should be about finding out who the best team is and setting up a tournament to find out who the best team is. Not just, like, because, like, maybe I'm wrong, but, like, Notre Dame's going to get killed by by Bama. Like, what's the point of that? Like, I hope we see a Cinderella sports story, like a 16 versus 1 here with the Notre Dame-Alabama game. But I'm just not confident that that's going to happen. Yeah. Yeah. They they opened as 17 and a half point underdogs, I think. I don't know if that line has changed since yesterday. I mean, yeah, it's pretty crazy. I, I do like, I do get all those points i think like it, it is going to expand because the group of five is not going to sign up sign off on the next the group of five like signed off on the the college football playoff the way it is now like the the commissioners or whatever agree to it so when they like renew the contracts whatever they're not going to sign off on it if they're if they don't have like probably like a contractually guaranteed like way to get in you know like a group of five team like will get in if they're a conference champ and this criteria is met or whatever Otherwise, they're not going to sign off on it. So I think inevitably it is going to expand. The The regular season is not going to matter as much, which I think is a really sad thing, but that might just be the, the cost. So we'll see. Those are my thoughts. But All right. that's going to end the episode. Darcy, we really appreciated you being on here and adding some new perspectives. It was very fun. I hope you had fun too. 
I did. Thanks for having me. You're welcome. It was it was awesome. If you enjoyed the show, please subscribe on Apple Podcasts, follow us on Spotify um, or SoundCloud. Please leave a five star review on Apple Podcasts as well. Follow us on Twitter at You Thought Sport and let us know what you thought of the show so that we can in- improve. And we'll see you uh, next week as well with a with a regular episode. Thank you.